This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Comcast has won a bid to gain possession of Sky, the biggest broadcaster in Europe, for almost $40 billion, beating out Rupert Murdoch's 21st Century Fox. Now, Fox still owns about 39% of Sky's shares, but the Sky Independent Committee has recommended that shareholders approve the deal for, with Comcast immediately, which would make Comcast one of the largest media companies in the world. With more on the acquisition by Comcast, we're joined on the phone by Himan Bargava, who is a chair in technology management in the graduate school at the University of California at Davis, also a Wharton grad class of 1990, and also with us, Eric Gordon, professor at the University of Michigan Ross School of Business. Himan, Eric, as always, great to have you both with us today. Thank you both. Thank you. So, Eric, this process, it did seem a little bit like as it was playing out since it was it was Comcast and Fox and Fox already had, you know, a, quite a stake in uh, in Sky to begin with, uh, that to a degree Fox was almost bidding up the price against Comcast in this case. Yeah, you know, if they bid up, if uh, Fox bids up the price, they can't lose, uh, especially if they lose the bidding war, because now if Comcast wants Fox's 39%, we know the minimum price they'll have to pay. They might actually even have to pay more for it. So, you know, there's been some chit-chat behind the scenes that maybe Bob Iger, who's the CEO at Disney, uh, did just that, just bid it up and said, you know, well, if we can get it at a price, that's fine. But if not, uh, let's see if we can't get Comcast to maybe overpay a little bit and uh, we'll come out fine. So do you think that they significantly overpaid in this process? You know, that's a great question, Dan, because if you look at any kind of metric that people are taught in business school, uh, yes, they overpaid, but... But they might not have overpaid because if what you're trying to do is transform your company, if you are in basically the cable television business and you think you have to make a dramatic move, um, maybe you're not overpaying. Maybe maybe you're doing exactly what you have to do to face the future. Hey, Matt, what are your thoughts? Well, a little mixed, like Eric said. At one level, they have not overpaid. This is a bid that they must have figured out was worth it. It may be partly a desperation move that they know this is an industry direction they have to follow. Uh, but, you know, it is 60% higher than what they would have liked to pay a couple of years ago. So uh, it, it, there is pressure on them. And I think partly, as Eric said, uh, Disney Fox kind of made them uh, pay more because the game has not ended. There are other pieces of it for which Comcast and Disney will be uh, dealing over. And so this gives Disney a slightly stronger hand, having put that pressure on Comcast. So where does Comcast Comcast benefit, do you think, uh, in this deal specifically, Hamant? So, you know, what does Comcast want from Sky, right? There could be a number of things. One is, of course, the potential to expand into Europe, become more of a global company, and compete with Netflix, which is um, definitely a global company. Um, but I think the second piece is um, the, that Kai has operated in parts of the business that Comcast has not been able to in the U.S. And so it may be something they can learn from Sky. Sky has uh, Sky Q, which is this 
uh, you know, virtual multi-channel distributor, which sort of addresses cord cutting, which Comcast has had to, um, you know, worry about. And so if uh, Sky has been successful doing that in Europe, there is a possibility that Comcast can learn and then try to do the same thing in the U.S. Eric, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that would be an expensive lesson, um, but I, they clearly are interested in that box. Sky has a little bit of experience in streaming, but here's what here, here's a big deal. Um, the Comcast gets about 23 million customers in Britain, Ireland, Italy, Germany, and Austria, and it changes the nature of Comcast. Comcast is about gets about nine or ten percent of its revenue from outside the U.S. That's a pretty low amount. This acquisition would double, about double it to about 20%. Uh, so one of the things it does to Comcast is sort of get, helps it catch up by being less of a totally U.S.-centric right. uh, company in a world that is, you know, it's a global world, and Comcast has not been so global. How how much then do you think that that this does impact some of the other companies out there like Netflix's like uh, Amazon getting into into streaming as well Eric Yeah well I I think uh, I don't think it's going to bother Netflix or Amazon all that much for one thing Netflix and Amazon have access to lots of money especially Amazon Comcast with this acquisition is probably you know, from a financial point of view, going to be constrained on doing much else going forward. So I, I think, uh, you know, I think this helps get Comcast into the game, or at least helps it defend against the Amazons and the Netflixes. But I, I think the on-demand streaming business that uh, Netflix and Amazon have a big head start on, I think they'll keep that head start, and I think Comcast is going to continue to sort of fight from behind. Were there any concerns, Hamad, that, that you had heard of by uh, the regulators over in uh, in Britain about this, about this potential tie-up? Um, no, Dan, I do not um, know much about that. I think there could be some concerns about the uh, sports distribution rights and how um, uh, and, and the rights that Comcast has in the U.S. But I, I don't think so. I have not heard. So re yeah. regulation actually played a big role in this earlier on. Fox's earlier attempt to take over the rest of Sky, the 61% the, the it didn't own, yeah. hit a brick wall with the regulators over there because Fox is owned by more or less by the Murdochs. A Murdoch newspaper in the U.K. had gotten into sort of a phone-tapping scandal, um, and their name was sort of mud at least from the newspaper side over there. So it, the U.K. basically said, Fox, you can't, we will oppose you taking over Sky unless you spin off some of Sky's business and give us some assurances. So in a sense, a prior regulatory wall that was put up against Fox opened the door for Comcast to come in and, and uh, get into the bidding. 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment on Twitter at BizRadio132 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Hema Bargava of uh, the University of California at Davis joining us on the phone, as is Eric Gordon from the University of uh, Michigan. 844-942-7866. Eric, you, you touch on something that I think is important to, to uh, expand on here is the fact that Comcast obviously has been a very large player here in the United States. 
they seemingly now want to be a very large player around the world. I mean, obviously, Europe and, and, and Great Britain is one step, but who's to say that at some point down the road they aren't looking at, at another entity, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, they have to get into Asia and East Asia. It's going to be very hard to be a media company and be just U.S.-centric or just any country-centric. And maybe maybe you could be China-centric and, and get away with it. But otherwise, I, I think you need to be global because the, the economics of the scale are so compelling. And, and in a lot of the entertainment business, in the movie business, um, a lot of the, let's call it box office or just revenue stream, box office, I guess, is, shows my age. A lot of the revenue stream comes from outside the U.S. In fact, for a lot of movies, it's more important than the U.S. revenue stream. So, you know, if you look at Comcast and you say, um, as uh, Haymott pointed out, you know, they're in this old kind of cable business where more people seem to be leaving than joining as customers. Uh, when you look at expansion, you got to expand in some new distribution channels, but I think you got to you also have to expand geographically. Hey, Matt? Yeah, I think that is correct. But you know, don't forget that for Comcast, even today, two thirds of their revenue and seventy percent of their income comes from being a communications company, right? From the bandwidth pipes that they own, and that and, and for Netflix, they are the media. You know, they bring entertainment to your room and that's 100 percent of their revenue so these are two different firms comcast still has the big uh, component of the communications business the reason they are so worried about all this is that the the cable part of the business the cable and media part of the business has been threatened by companies like netflix and it's a it's a part of the business that was sort of in a sense very attractive they did not need to produce content they just brought it over to people's houses and they got a margin on that and in the last 10 years, you know, Netflix has been destroying that. And so they need to recover some traction on that. Um, their acquisition with of uh, Sky, if it does go through, also has a big impact on the media side in terms of advertising. So the way Comcast earns advertising revenue, you know, so far has been much more traditional advertising. And in, in the sort of worst case, the same ad is shown to, you know, millions of households. And Sky has had experience with their ad smart technology on delivering personalized advertising and delivering advertising that is customized to the viewer's location, their income, demographics, lifestyle. And that's really the future of advertising. It will produce a lot more advertising revenue if you can do it that way. And that's another big part of uh, you know, what I meant by learning from Sky, that that's the technology they could bring into the U.S., 844-942-7866, or if you can't get your phone, send us a comment on Twitter, at BizRadio132, or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. So, Hema, you mentioned something a little while ago, and, and I wanted to touch on it, is the fact that you know, are we going to see, and this may be 10 years down the road or so, are we going to see a, a, a smaller group of, of companies controlling a majority of the content and distribution around the globe at this point. Yeah, it's fun to speculate about that, no? Yeah. Uh, I think there's certainly uh, scale is very important. And it is because, um, you know, content, entertainment consumption is not something that viewers can uh, make a plan of what they're going to watch 
you know, every day for the next 30 days or six months. We all want a ton of content to be available to us. And then we want to pick at the moment of watching something that we want to watch. And therefore, companies that can bring massive amounts of content of different varieties to consumers will be more powerful. The second piece is that the, the you know, in what we call the vertical layer of this, that there are the companies that own the content and companies that either bundle or bring the content, deliver it to you. And so there's also a lot of power play that happens across these vertical layers. And the bigger you are, meaning the more content you have or the more consumers you can connect to the content, you can negotiate. So, so for every dollar that the consumer pays, how much of it goes to the content company, how much of, of it goes to the, do, to the delivery company, right. that is also affected by the size scale of these companies. And so I think there is certainly something to say about in 10 years that there would be a fewer number of companies. We are seeing that with the Disney merger. We're seeing that with the AT&T Time Warner, which was the vertical merger. And, and as you know, one of the things I uh, sort of alluded to earlier was what's going to happen with Hulu, right? Which right. if Disney combines with Hulu, then that's, and, and Fox, of course, and that's a massive content company. Eric, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think there's sort of a cycle, a wheel that goes around of concentration and then uh, splitting up. You, know, you go back, uh, just let's not go all the way back, let's go back to television. There were two networks, and uh, the government forced uh, NBC to split up some assets, and that gave us the third network, ABC. When I was a kid, there were three television networks. Uh, and a couple of independent stations where I lived. And most of the movies, most of the films were made by about five big studios. Right. Well, then we got, uh, that was too concentrated, and there were some regulatory things uh, that, that helped split things up. But there were also some technology changes that came along and, and made it feasible for there to be lots of sources of content. Um, the, the movie studios basically fell apart, and the in, movies were made by independent ad hoc companies. Um, now, of course, I think we, we have uh, uh, a media scene with many, many, many players um, and relatively new players, players that weren't around 10 or 20 years ago who are coming to the forefront. Uh, maybe we're now going to go into a cycle where we reconcentrate, but it'll get to some point where some entrepreneurs will come along with a new business model or some engineers will come along with a new technology model, which will blow it up and, and give us more choice. So, you know, the, the forces of business tend to be towards concentration, but the forces of entrepreneurship and technology tend to blow things up when the forces of business leave them an opening by getting too concentrated, um, too slow, uh, in some cases too stupid. Uh, and I, I'm not going to accuse Comcast of being stupid because it's, if, if you'd own stock in Comcast, you would be very happy with their performance. But they built a lot of their business on a big old monopoly model. They, they got a franchise to run the cable for some city. Right. And, and, in, and their big problem was negotiating with content providers how much they would pay. 
um, that left them vulnerable. So, you know, I think we, I, I agree with Hamad. I think we're probably going to see some concentration, but it'll get to a point where the forces of entrepreneurship and technology will blow it up again. What do you think then this means for Fox? And, and obviously with the entertainment assets, you know, going away, and there was it kind of laid out, Eric, it seems like a plan for what Fox was going to be moving forward. Ha- have they, in your mind, success, successfully moved in that way? And was that plan the right plan to begin with, do you think? You know, I don't think it was the first choice plan. Murdoch is, uh, Rupert Murdoch is a builder. He spent his life building things. He, in fact, historically was one of the initiators of Sky. He's, you know, 20 right. or 30 years ago, he's one of the people who got put Sky into motion. So, you know, I, I think uh, it was a bit of a surprise that he uh, split things up. But he's keeping some powerful things. I mean, he's keeping Fox News, Fox Business, Fox Sports 1 and 2, Big Ten Network, which I'm very fond of out here in the (laughs) Big Ten Ten, uh, uh, area. I mean, uh, he does have a piece of Sky. He does have some stations. He has Roku. He, he, uh, you know, it's... He he's he's going to be able to focus, um, but I but I actually think it's not what he was hoping for five years ago. Hey, Matt. Yeah, I think that's very well said. Um, uh, they do have these major assets, but um, I think the the Com- Comcast has really changed where I think Fox and both Disney and Fox wanted to go. So it it that, I, I think I would agree with Eric. Great. No, having, I think he, oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Eric. I, say, I think. I mean, I think the company that comes out of this very well is is Disney, and yeah. uh, uh, they might have. I hate to say this, this is a terrible fun. They might have. I won't say outfox Comcast, but um, Disney now has a pile of assets, including yeah. the kinds of assets it likes. It has these franchise assets like Simpsons and X Files. Uh, it's it's got uh, a collection of assets that I think makes it very, very strong. It paid a big price, about $71 billion for that. But by not paying another 30 or $40 billion uh, for Sky, uh, it leaves Disney in, in a very strong place. And you'll notice the stock price action after uh, Comcast won Sky. Comcast stock went down. Disney stock was just fine. And, and Eric, the next Star Wars film will probably just eliminate any of those concerns uh, of that you know money that they need to cover. I think they'll. You know, <laughs> I think I, I think they will be yes. uh, just fine. And and nobody knows how to milk a franchise, uh, whether it's the Marvel franchise or, or Star Wars. Nobody milks yep. a franchise like Disney. Great having you both with us. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Haman. Have a great day. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Dan. Thank you. Eric Gordon from the University of Michigan. Himant Bargava uh, from the University of California at Davis joining us on the show. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.